0: It is a joy to be here with you on this Confirmation Sunday and to see uh, these young confirmands ready. Uh, The men dressed in, looks like, mostly black or blue uh, uh, suits or sport coats and the young ladies in white dresses. I suppose the next time you'll be in church in a white dress may well be your wedding day. It was Dean Acheson, the Secretary of State for Harry Truman, who once said at the approaching marriage of Harry Truman's only child and daughter, Margaret, as her marriage approached, one of the few presidential children to be married while Uh, His or her father was the President of the United States. Dean Acheson wrote, Harry, remember, marriage is life's greatest risk. And Harry Truman, the guy who wrote the buck stops here, wasn't able to have the buck stop there on his desk that day. The buck stopped with Margaret and her husband. But marriage is indeed one of life's biggest risks. And I would suggest to you this morning, it may well be eternity's greatest risk. For all of human history will end in a marriage, in a wedding, The marriage between Jesus Christ and His church. The book of Revelation, which we just heard read, the last book of the Bible, ends in this way, that I saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down out of heaven like a bride dressed beautifully for her husband. All of human history uh, takes its consummation in the marriage of Christ and His church. Oh, I remember those words from uh, the marriage service pretty well. I would stand right there at uh, at the center of the chancel steps and the young bride and groom standing there. And I would say, John... Will you take Mary to be your wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until we are, you are parted by death? He says, I will. And then you look at Mary and say, Mary, will you take this man to be your husband, to live together in the covenant of marriage? Will you love him, comfort him, honor and keep him in sickness and in health and forsaking all others? Be faithful to to Him, as long as you both shall live, I will. Indeed, to reflect upon that is to recognize that, that marriage is indeed a, a great risk. Is Carrie, is, is this microphone that's causing that feedback? Because I can turn this one off and use this. I didn't like that thing on my ear anyway. <laughs> I do that on purpose, you know, and then, and then, they, and then they allow me to, to take it off so I can use a microphone in the normal way. It is indeed an astonishing event. And you know what it is? Sometimes it's this cross. There's so much, you know, the cross is always causing problems. <laughs> so maybe I'll take it off. There's so much gold in there. You know, the uh, my this cross comes from a people in a pri- prior parish uh, bringing their old gold rings and their tooth, and I think there was probably a bad wedding in there that caused, <laughs> <laughs> and it just causes ha- static. Have you ever noticed how often Jesus talks about weddings and marriages? Wedding feasts, fathers of the bridegroom, rela- receding arrangements, wedding maidens. He is even known on one occasion to have done some last-minute catering at a wedding in Cana of uh, 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 Galilee. And he comes by it naturally because the Old Testament speaks of Yahweh, Jehovah's, relationship with Israel like a husband and a wife. Here's the Lord God as the bridegroom who says to us his bride, you have ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. You have ravished my heart with a glance of your eyes with one jewel of your necklace. How sweet is your love, my sister, my bride. Imagine, God creator of heaven and earth, who dwells in light inaccessible and before time, whose holiness, should we see it, would cause us to prostrate ourselves on our faces and say, as Isaiah said, when he saw the Lord in the temple high and lifted up and his train filled the temple, he says, woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean lips, and yet with my eyes I have seen the Lord of hosts. Woe is me. I'm undone. I dwell among people who utter lies with their lips. And I utter lies with my lips. And yet I've seen the Lord of hosts. And yet this God, whom we were singing about just uh, a few moments ago, holy, holy is the Lord, humbles himself to become the husband of his people, his church, and says, how sweet is your love, my sister, my bride. In another chapter of the book of Revelation, besides the wonderful one we had just heard read so well, after the world has done its worst to to darken the world, after terrorism and slaughter of human life, after the raping and plundering of God's good earth and creation, after we have tanked every aspect of our existence as a people in the darkest of days. John says, I saw. I saw The new hope. And he said, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. I was looking at this uh, mission statement, the great call. And Jesus said, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Whenever you do that, that becomes uh, the fine linen with which you, the church, are are clothed for your wedding. It's not what gets you there as the bride. That is that is the the blood of the lamb sacrificed for you that makes you and purchases you as his bride, but you're decked when those clothes granted to be clothed with fine linen bright and pure for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints and the angel said to me write this blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb and he said to me these tr- are true words of god there are other images of of our hope as christians in the Bible, but this one I think is the most enrapturing and capturing. That our eternal destiny shall be a wedding between us, the church, as the bride, and Jesus as the bridegroom. So St. Paul wrote to the church at Corinth I feel a divine jealousy for you, for I have betrothed you to Christ to present you as a pure bride to her one husband. Ah, this is the romance of all romances. It is the only romance in all of human history that will truly end they lived happily ever after. For even in the best of marriages, There comes an end. One is parted from the other. Even in the best of marriages. And in most normal marriages, there are moments in which they're not living happily. And sometimes there's moments when they hurt and wound and bruise one another. Ah, but this wedding, it will will end happily ever after. And there are metaphors here in this marriage image that that ought to inspire us, one, to greater purity. For Christ loves the church, says the Apostle Paul, and gave himself for her that he might sanctify her with the word having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present the church to himself in splendor and without spot or wrinkle, that she might be holy and without blemish. And he's speaking of you and me. And what God will do through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for us. The message is clear that it is, that it is only in Jesus Christ that we are cleansed and sanctified. He alone makes us holy purifying our hearts and minds but we are to keep ourselves for him and we are to do good works those good works that he has prepared for us to walk in. But there's also to be characterized in this relationship that we have with God uh, a, a love. You see, a bride that, well imagine this. That if a wife keeps herself for her husband, doesn't sleep with anybody else, never flirts with another person always does just the details that he's asked her to do, whether it be to make dishes that are the the what he likes or fold his clothes, and never loves her husband. Something's missing in that marriage. Or let's flip it around. Let's say a husband does everything that his wife has asked. Does every duty, every deed, every task... That she has urged him to do. But he does it all as a duty. And maybe with a little bit of grumbling. In his heart. And without love. Would you say there's something missing in that relationship? It's so easy to make religion about doing the right thing rules and regulations don't do this don't do that and youth are very good sometimes at only hearing that that is what church and religion is all about is being dutiful and good but if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ if you do not know his love and you love him in return It's like a marriage in which everything is done according to duty but there's no passion no love no intimacy I think you'd have to say this isn't working. You see God so loved the world that he gave his only son and this is his commandment that We love one another as as he has loved us. But I ask you, have you lost some of your intimacy with your Lord? Would you not allow this image of this approaching marriage to begin to capture your heart? He has said, look, you have ravished me with one glance of your eyes. Imagine having ravished the Lord as you glance up to worship Him and your heart stays cold. We are to live with intimate communion with the Lord. And and that intimacy brings a a level uh, of joy. The life with Christ brings a a level of joy. Joy. And our sadness measures exactly our attachment to ourselves. The place we give to joy is the place we give to God. And so the Apostle Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say it. Rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. I met a couple some years ago. They came to me to be married in the church. They were avid young Christians. And that most blessed of all weddings, in my opinion, two believing Christians who have chosen not to live together, not to sleep together, and to keep themselves from one another until the wedding day. And so uh, I, I met them in that context, and, and we began to talk about marriage. And after doing the first session... Uh, we concluded with a prayer, and my office was set up in such a way that I could look out on the courtyard of the church through my office windows. And as they left the church uh, office building, I saw that he reached over and grabbed her hand. And as they were walking towards the car, she was laughing and he was smiling, and they were saying a few words to one another. And as I I watched them walk towards the car, I thought, you know, they are already living in anticipation of the, of the wedding, of the marriage. Once he had proposed and she said yes, and he gave her the ring, both of them were structuring all of their lives and all of their tasks and marshalling all of their efforts for the wedding day, which was three months away. And I thought to myself, well, I'm preparing for a wedding myself, the marriage of Christ and his church. It could be three hours away. It could be 30 years from now. But my hope as a Christian is that I will be like, and I I realize, guys, it may seem a bit awkward at first, but I've learned to live with this image I will be presented to Christ as a bride without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle, and I will be well, see I'm ready, that's why I'm wearing these white. <laughs> Blessed are those who are invited for the wedding to the wedding feast of the Lamb. I need to be living my life in preparation for that day. I can be. Again, living as the bride of Christ today. And his love can fill my heart and my sense of adoration. And I can hear him say, oh, you have ravished me with the look of your eyes. It is a great image. It is our Christian hope. And if intimacy is the uh, intimacy profound abiding intimacy with God is the end of all things. We shall see him and we shall know we shall know and we shall love we shall love and we shall praise. As St. Augustine said behold what shall be in the end and shall not end. So you who come for confirmation. It's not about rules and regulations when all is said and done. There are some rules. There are some regulations. There are some commandments. But when all is said and done, it is about intimacy. Loving, abiding intimacy with God. And if that does not create within you some hope and some joy, you don't yet know him who is King of kings and Lord of lords, who has chosen you to be his own and has purchased you with his blood that you might be cleansed and made pure and righteous in his sight. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have given us this glorious image of uh, a bride adorned uh, in beautiful clothing for her husband. Grant to us, whom you have chosen to be your people, a passionate love for you and an abiding love for one another that we might show ourselves to be your disciples. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.